0: Welcome to the Faith Mamas Podcast. I'm Dominique. I'm Ryan. And I'm Janice. We're just three mamas who love God. We're not perfect and we mess up
1: a lot. But we have been called to a mighty work, motherhood. We're on this journey with you. Yes, it gets messy. There are days you might cry, but we're here to remind you, you are not alone. We're in this
0: together. Faith Mamas is a place where we can connect laugh, and even cry together.
2: It's a beautiful community. Motherhood brought us together. Christ holds us together.
1: Welcome to the Faith Mamas Podcast.
2: This
0: podcast has been made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you. Become a Faith Mama sponsor and join us in spreading the message of hope, healing, and deliverance to moms across the world by visiting www.dot.faithmamas.dot.com/slash/sponsor.
2: Thank you for tuning in to episode 34 of the Faith Mamas podcast. Today, we will be continuing our conversation on prayer by interviewing Reverend Shirley Waters. Here's a bit of our discussion. Uh, we know
3: if we took a little bit of science that everything has a sound and a vibration. You know, the science now is catching up to the fact. They know that even when we speak, water
2: moves. So we want stuff to move. We got to say something. We're so glad you tuned in today. So let's jump right into the conversation.
1: Hello, Faith Mamas, and welcome to another episode of the Faith Mamas Podcast. We are so excited that you chose to tune in today. And today we will be wrapping up our conversation on prayer by interviewing Reverend Shirley Young, author of Why Are You Hurting Me and mother of two sons and grandmother to. Three grandsons and counting. Welcome to the show, Reverend Young. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. We are so glad that you are here. Um, I know you're so excited to dig into the conversation with her today. But before we do, I'm going to kick it over to my sister, Janice, who's going to tell us a little bit about the mom life roll call.
0: I'm laughing on mute because I always talk about the mom life roll call when I'm in the middle of a mom life moment.
1: So hopefully,
0: um, everyone, (laughs) if you haven't heard about what our Mom Life Roll Call is all about, those moments in the show in which we share uh, just our stories from being moms, whether they are funny moments, some of them are embarrassing moments, some of them are frustrating moments, some of them are moments moments where your child is calling you from the bathroom as mine is right now because she's done. But whatever they are, we want you to know you're not alone. Uh, We all stand together as mothers. And we share our war stories so that we can build each other up. So the good thing about today, as my child still yells and she's done, is that I get to ask my Aunt Shirley, because I'm going to call her Aunt Shirley because she's my auntie, y'all. I'm, I get to ask my Aunt Shirley to share with us a mom life moment that she has, and she's about to put my cousins on blast. I love them. but <laughs> well, let's do it.
1: <laughs>
0: well, you know, the one that
3: came to my mind was um, – one about my youngest son and, um, I can't remember how old he was, but you know, those moments when you say, don't do something and they do it anyway.
2: (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) And I remember telling Christopher, I said, you know, do not take the milk out of the refrigerator because it's too heavy. And he decided to take a gallon of milk out of the refrigerator. And I think he may have been about four, maybe I'm not sure. And, um, so he decided to go take the milk out, and as he pulled the milk off the shelf, of course he thought he was doing it, but the moment it came off the shelf, grabby won. And <laughs> all, as I was coming, all I heard was the carton hit the floor, and you heard the milk going click, 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 all over <laughs> the floor. <laughs>
1: and, oh. I
3: just, I, and I must have had this look, you know, that look like, I done told you not to do that? And I looked at him, and, he, and the look on his face and then he looked up at me and then he says, Mommy, after this happened. <laughs> <laughs> and before oh. I could get out of my mouth what I was really thinking, I was convicted. <laughs> 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 at that oh, moment, man. So not only, it really was a life lesson for me that I was like, what must the look on my face have been to make him <laughs> And so so from that moment on, I really checked myself for how I was responding to them and other people when accidents happened. But anyway, I should have known then he was going to be a lawyer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That brings whole new meaning to don't cry over spilled milk, like literally. (laughs) All right. Well we have been talking about prayer all this entire month and the conversation has been so juicy and we have looked and learned from the prayer life of jesus and how he teaches us to pray and i am so excited that we get a chance to chat with reverend shirley young aka my mom my mom-in-law my mom in love whatever you want to call it um who is one praying mother and i can attest to that you know i'm married her son, which I'm sure she prayed for, and I even know of the moments in which she was praying for him and things turned around, praise the Lord. So I'm just so grateful for her. She's prayed for me. She's prayed for my children, and I'm so excited for her to be on the show because her prayer life is real, y'all. It's not like, oh, you know, I'm bringing you on because I think your prayer life is awesome. No, her prayer life is the truth. It's legit, and so I'm so excited that we get to learn and grow from her and then also we're going to be digging into some of the questions that you guys had from the community and she'll be giving us her answers and things so this is going to be a really really juicy conversation so mom i'm so excited you're here so here's my first question i'm just i'm jumping right in i'm just going to like jump feet first right in so the first question is what role did prayer play in your motherhood journey and the journey you're still on as a grandma and, you know, a mother to older children and when you were a mom younger children? Like what role has prayer played in this whole journey for you? You know, it's funny. Uh,
3: I was thinking about that before we came on, and, and the Holy Spirit really um, brought something to my memory. You know, I actually learned this lesson when I was five years old. I didn't, I didn't realize it at the time about how important prayer was. But I actually learned when I was five years old that God answers prayer. And uh, mm. and I think it's just been in the back of my mind ever since that point. When I was five years old, I had probably most the worst moment in my life. And I prayed to God when I was five years old, and God answered that prayer. And from that moment on, I think I just knew that God answered you. I uh, I needed an answer, and I looked around the adult, adults around me, and they didn't seem to know what to do, so I prayed, you know. And um and God, I mean, with them, I don't know how long it was, but he answered that prayer immediately. And um, from that point on, I just think I've always just knew to turn to God. And so um, when I had my own children, uh, when I I got ready to have children, I had an issue with having children. So I had to pray. The first time um, I got pregnant, I didn't even know I was pregnant, and all of a sudden I I miscarried. And um, and it became, uh, you know, a serious issue. And so I had to pray in order to have children. And so I told God, if he blessed me with children, I would give them to him. And so um, after I had the children, God reminded me (laughs) that I said that I would give them to him. And Mm -hmm. so I did. And um, I was um, going to a church. We were going to a church, you know, me and my husband. We were going to a church, and and then we stopped going to the church. So we didn't have a church home when I had the second one. And so I remember remember my promise to God so I took my baby out in the backyard and I held him up and I said okay God I don't have a church home right now but Mm -hmm. here is Christopher and I give him to Mm -hmm. you Mm
1: -hmm. and so
3: um, you know so and then of course from that point on, I just always prayed for them um, and I began to pray for I think about seven years old I began to pray for their spouses
2: Mm -hmm.
3: yeah and and I prayed every day that God would Bless them, keep them, and um, anoint them, and send them loving women, women that would love them, love God, love them, and, and that we could all get along. <laughs> and I pray, you know, that we will be people that love God, from my grandchildren to great
0: children, to Jesus. Amen. So, Aunt Shirley, let me ask you, as a young mother, when you think about your prayer life, what were maybe some of the stumbling blocks that, if any, that you encountered, and how did you overcome those?
3: I think the biggest stumbling block for me was trying to. I was a young mother and trying to learn how to be a wife <laughs> it was the biggest stumbling block mm-hmm. um, for me. Is that, you know, um, being a mom is something I just, you know, always wanted to be and, you know, so if I wanted a family. But I think being a mom and a wife was the biggest issue for me. And because mm-hmm. I quickly realized that I didn't know how to be a wife. <laughs> and um, if you want to be a good wife, I mean, a good mother, you got to be a good wife also. And um, so I'm just, I just—I was um, immature, you know, and I didn't know I was until I got married. And uh, so just growing, you know, um, in those things and saying to God, oh, God, you need to fix my husband, you need to fix my husband. And then the Holy Spirit said, well, you don't even know how to be a wife. That was a hard pill to swallow, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And letting God work on me as a wife so I could be uh, a good mom was probably the biggest stumbling block I had. But God most of the time talking to me about how to be a wife. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. oh, wow. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's good. So, Reverend Shirley, could you tell us um, what are three major things that you have learned about prayer that you would like to share with the moms listening today?
3: All right. First thing I would say, if anything, is that nothing happens without prayer. You know, um, you can worry, nothing's going to happen, you know, you can wait, nothing's going to happen until you pray. If you want mm. something to change, you're going to have to pray. Mm. That would be a thing I think would stick out of my mind the most. Um, because, I mean, you can be in tears, you know, you can tell everybody, but really God is waiting for us to pray. And especially mm. if you um, you're under attack, you know, you definitely want to pray because, the is not going to have sympathy. You know, he's going to keep on attacking until he tears down whatever he's trying to tear down. So, don't know way to stop that attack is to pray. And sometimes the attack can come from within, and then you really got to pray because it's you, you know. And, and can I ask something?
0: So, you mentioned, you know, we can't, you know, we need to put prayer first, and everything we do first should be, you know, seeking God in prayer. Can you do me a favor? Can you define what you feel prayer is or what it is? Because a lot of people, and I'll tell you why I ask before you answer, because a lot of people feel like prayer means you got to, like, talk to God for 50 minutes, you know, and you got to do certain things, and it's ritualistic. But can you define what prayer is? So prayer is like, God, help me.
3: <laughs> I, love I love that. Yes.
1: <laughs>
3: yes. <laughs> and um, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Because that's usually what happens is really when we're at that point is we don't know what to do. And so we need to help. So it's not a formula. It's, it's just a, God, I got a request. You know, mm-hmm. that's it. I have a request, God. And, um, and we tell him about it. And he answers us. Um, pretty much that's the bottom line. You know, when, I, when, I'm, when I'm in there, I'm, I'm there because I need help. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what I'm thinking is correct. I'm not sure what may, so maybe somebody suggested is correct, you know what I'm saying? And maybe I heard from you, but I need some confirmation maybe, you know, if I'm not mm-hmm. exactly sure. So it's just a, it's a simple request. It has nothing to do with how long you request. It has nothing to do with how holy you're feeling at the moment. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just here I am. You know, the Bible says that um, God is a father. And I think the problem is a lot of time is that if we haven't had good fathers, that some people have, but if you did not have a good father, it's difficult to relate to God as father.
1: Mm. And
3: so we go to God like he may answer, he may not answer, he may be there, he may not be there, or he may say yes and he may not. But the Bible is clear that all God's answers are yes and amen. Mm-hmm. And so we need to approach him, you know, this throne of grace, um, with the expectation that he's going to say yes, unless we ask him something that's ungodly, which then we know we know better already, right? As Christians, it's not going to be answered. But his, he says that the answer is always yes. And so we need to lead
2: prayer. The way we
3: lead prayer is even more important than entering it. We need to lead
2: prayer, with, prayer with great expectation. I do have a question, though, about um, what you just talked about. So personally, like, I I hear the scripture, you know, God's answers are yes and amen, and then I look at Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane that's like, if you could please take this cup from me, and we know that, that, no, nah. Like, God's like, I can't. And so it's just like, how do you go in with great expectation, but then, give God the space to really share and talk with you as opposed to, like, sometimes I find myself, like, praying, and I'm like, okay, God, you know, I know he's got this. He said yes, but I never actually sought his um, His opinion on the matter or anything. I just walked out like, I'm good. So how do you know the balance between that, like, worth, like where it's like God's answers are yes and amen, but God is also, like, has a personality, he has, a, he, he has thoughts that he wants to share with us as well. Like, how do you balance that, if that makes sense?
3: Right, so, I, I, so I think the difference is, is like when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane, that was his mm-hmm. destiny already. So if God already told you something, there's just no point, you know, in saying you might as well just go in like Jesus, nevertheless, your will be done, because Jesus already knew mm-hmm. That was his destiny. His destiny, he's the savior of the world. And going to the Mm -hmm. cross was his only way to redeem humanity. So he was going to the cross, you know what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. But he was in agony and in pain. And sometimes we're in agony and pain as we're carrying our cross. And so we have to know when we're carrying it and and say, nevertheless, your will, not mine. Mm
1: -hmm. And so I think
3: that's the difference. And if God has already spoken to you, this is what you're to do, well, then pick up your cross (laughs) and carry it because you're not going to be able to get out of that unless you jump out the fight. And who wants to do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, you might feel like this, but you don't. <laughs> you <know? laughs> no, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. So it's a difference, I think, is it's something that you're just asking for versus something that he's already told you. And this was something mm-hmm. Jesus already knew. He was going to the cross. So you recognize mm-hmm. something. Notice that Jesus, you never hear the Father speaking from heaven at all. This is what I always tell people. When you already know the answer, you're not going to hear anything. You saw Jesus going back, and then he went back again. But you never, you know, when he was getting baptized,
1: oh, this voice came from heaven. But when the God of Gethsemane, nothing's recorded that was said. I think that's so interesting, and I think that's such, like, a poignant observation and a poignant point to make is that when you already know the answer, you're not going to hear anything. Because I know for me personally in my prayer life, I know when the Holy Spirit speaks to me and I'll keep praying for the same thing over and over again to, like, ask for confirmation, even though I already know what God's already <laughs> said, like, what the Holy Spirit's already said. I, I I don't know. I don't know if it's, like, I don't know if it's doubt. I don't know if it's fear. I think maybe sometimes it comes from fear of like, oh, God, is is that really what you want me to do? Like, you really want me to do that? Um, but I think that's so, man, that was re- that was really good for me to, to yeah, I needed to hear that. <laughs> well, we are now at the portion of the
2: show where we are asking questions from the community. I want to shout out the Faith Mamas Virtual Village on Facebook um, for posting questions. And some people posted anonymous questions and sent them to me uh, personally, and we're going to ask those as well. Um, to get really some great juicy answers from uh, Reverend Shirley. So I'm excited about this. So the first question I have is from Angela. Angela, thank you so much for posting your question. And it says, so sometimes before I allow my anger to cause me to sin, I pray for God's peace or help to remain calm. Oftentimes the help doesn't come or I don't notice it and I lose my cool. Am I doing something wrong? I wouldn't say that she's doing
3: anything wrong.
2: <laughs> I would suggest that we want to find out where the anger is coming from. Mm-hmm.
3: Because if you are praying for it to not happen and it's happening anyway, then that means there's something else going on behind the scenes. And so mm-hmm. the question is, the, the prayer should be, God, what is causing me to feel this way or behave this way? So, because sometimes there's some deliverance that needs to go on. And, um, you know, where this come from, because I don't know who asked the question, I'm going to have to just kind of give a little um, variety of answers here. You want to find out where, whether it's coming from something happened to you as a child um, um, or something happened in a, a relationship that was bad, something happened that caused us to be angry. We don't just be, you know, just angry for no reason. It's coming from somewhere, and so in order mm-hmm. to get rid of it, we got to go back and close that door. And basically, mm. um, the enemy gets in. And so as Christians, we think the enemy can't get in and do things, with, but he can. You know. And because he doesn't under a cover of darkness, we don't always recognize it, that it's Satan. And so mm. he slips in through either somebody yelling at us as a child all the time, treating us bad as a child, or a bad boyfriend, husband, wife, whatever relationship, is now that seed is there. And now you're just kind of repeating it because it's been it's it's just around you and it's it and it, it can get in you and now you're spilling it out onto everybody else and um, even when you don't want to and um and if you and if you keep doing it if you keep um, um, repeating it basically you know it could be it could be a strong you know, a strong man a stronghold basically means that you know say you've got a foothold um, there and um he's just hovering in the darkness, making you feel like it's just you. But it's really yeah. coming from somewhere else. There's really no, um, for lack of a better way to put it, there's no mist in between. It's either coming from God or it's coming from the enemy, you know, or it's coming from us, you know, but most of the most time if we don't just desire to be bad. So where did it come from? It's a question. Where did it come from so you can shut it down? And then you ask God, mm-hmm. God, I remember when this happened to me, you know, um, and I feel that's where it came from. And you, to forgive that person, ask God to forgive you, put in email. Because what happened is sometimes you can something can happen to you. You can say, Oh, I forgive that person. I forgive that person. You know, because that's what we're told to do, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But really we've done that part, but we can still be bitter about it. You mm-hmm. know, and um and if you're bitter about something happening to you, you can have resentment, anger, hatred, violence, all those things are gonna come out. And usually you can be bitter and people don't like to admit it, but sometimes people can be bitter towards God. I don't even, there's a God, why you let this happen to me? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and most, if you really know God, there's a God, you're too scared to say that out loud, you know. Mm. But, um, you know, or why did somebody else let this happen to me, may a parent or whoever. And so um, you hear people say, oh, you just become a bitter person. And that just really just, ugh, you know. But you might not think about um that you've been bitter about something, but this is how you know if you got a little bitterness left. Even though you're not saying it, you resent the fact that that happened to you. How dare they do that to me? How could they have done that to me? You know, that's usually the thing that's still hanging on. You resent it ever having to happen to you. And this is how we get over that. It happened to Jesus. <laughs> and the servant is not above the master. Whatever they do to Jesus, they were uh-huh. due to us, Amen. and that has. We have to, and so we have to say, you know what? Who am I to say why did that happen to me? They ta- attack Jesus. Why, why did he attack you? And um, mm-hmm. and so you just have to let the resentment go. I'm not. I'm not above stuff happening to me and people doing stuff to me. So God, forgive me of walking around with bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness and anger and hatred. You know, murder, violence, all those things you know, come out of um, really being bitter about something that happened to us. And we're not admitting that we're bitter, but we're acting like it.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, whew, I love that answer. That answer is so awesome. And one of the things that I find myself talking to a lot of people about, even, you know, reflecting on myself, is that, you know, the, the importance of, our emotions and the things that we go through in the sense that they they kind of are indicators as to what's going on in the inside. And when you were talking, I started thinking about pain medicine. And in this culture in America, we are a very heavily medicated culture, right? So if we feel a twinge, we're going to grab some Tylenol, right? If we feel any type of pain, we're going to grab Tylenol. And the amazing thing about God and what you were just sharing is that God is not, he doesn't want to dull us. You know, he wants to teach us. He wants to grow us. He doesn't want us to just survive and dull the pain. And sometimes when we ask things like, you know, God, get rid of this in the moment, right, when we're going through it, it's because it's like we want to, we want to get rid of this as quickly as possible. We want a Tylenol uh, or an aspirin kind of fix. And God's like, I want to heal you. I don't want to dull you. I don't want to mask what's there. I want to get it out. And so that's, that was so powerful what you said. I'm like, whoo, it just really made me think of that about, you know, how sometimes, you know, we run from the very thing we run from the very thing God wants to heal us from because we're we're afraid or you know, we don't know if it's gonna go away or whatever and God wants to heal us from it. But if he doles us, we won't we won't come to him for real healing. We'll just, just keep coming to him for some Tylenol. And so I just think that was really powerful. Let me give her, let me, let, me,
3: let me say something so Angela can have some tools also. So if you find yourself there, that's you, I'm bitter, I do have some resentment, anger that I haven't let go of, then the Jesus in um, Luke 4, chapter 4, he did some things, four things when he was under attack. He prayed, he submitted to God, and then he resisted and he used the word.
1: Mm-hmm. He prayed,
3: mm-hmm. he submitted, he resisted, and he spoke that
2: word.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Good. good. I'm so glad we recorded that so I can play. You can play that again. I need to write it
2: yeah. in. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: okay, so, Reverend Shirley, the next question comes from uh, LaShonda Clark, who is a member of our virtual village. And LaShonda's question is, Why can't I focus when praying? My mind wanders. Oh, I
3: love that question. (laughs) (laughs) I love that question. You know, your mind should wander. Mm. For some reason, we think that our mind wandering is a bad thing, but actually your mind wanders because God is talking to you. Mm. You know, sometimes you're praying, oh, Lord, I need a financial blessing. I don't know what to do. And then your mind wandered over to a business idea, and you think, oh, my God, I'm not focused. And you stop praying mm. again. And God starts, <laughs> your mind wanders over to what you can do, but you won't let your mind wander. And so sometimes you should write down what your mind is wandering about. Wow. Mm. And uh, because he's actually giving you an answer. And so it's really is God trying to talk, and we're resisting God talking to us because we think our mind is wandering but it's really not wandering. You're actually hearing from God. Wow. Mm. And so mm. I, I take a notebook. So when I wander, I write down what I'm wondering. <laughs> Could you actually wander right into sometimes your answer? Mm. You mm. think you think you're thinking about other things, but you're not.
1: You're actually getting the answer.
2: Wow. Mm.
1: That was like a be... mic drop answer right there. <laughs> <laughs> That Absolutely just blew my whole mind all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Amen.
2: Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get.
3: because I mean, you could be praying about a situation. Say, let's just say it is a financial situation, and all of a sudden, you are thinking about somebody who called you about something, and that something probably had something to do with something financial. But you're not listening <laughs> because you think you're wondering, but you, it really is God. Uh, so, see, it's not. You don't have. Prayer doesn't have to be. You know, okay, da-da-da-da, okay, da-da-da-da, and then one day God's going to answer me.
0: He's talking all the time, even when you are requesting, he's talking. So see where Mm -hmm. your mind is wandering to. Okay, so the next question we have is coming from someone who is anonymous. How can we become more consistent in our prayer life? The Bible says that we should pray without ceasing. So the first thing is not to get in
3: condemnation because you are not praying the same time Every day, the same thing is to be able to just pray. So if you are praying while you're, um, you know, walking down the steps, going to the car, you're still praying. Um, so the thing is, is to pray. Now, when you get time to stop, do that because that's good because that's when you can get that my mind is wandering and God and you're listening to God and you can write down those thing when your mind is really wandering while you're doing that it's difficult to do that while you're on the move. But the thing is that we should be praying all the time. If, you know, something comes across your mind, pray about it. Because things come across our mind all the time. But the majority of time, we tend to worry about what we're thinking about rather than praying about it. So that's an opportunity to pray. You know, the thing is, I think the biggest issue with Christian is that we get into combination if we don't feel like we have taken an hour today and stood still, you know, to pray. What you want to do that, if you can do that, but you can't always do that. Because we're you know we are busy, and um and so start out with whatever minutes you have, and then build from
0: there. There's something about when we release words out of our mouth and we start talking. Like God, would have given us the ability to communicate, whether that's physical talking or however you know, you know He knows we communicate, and it's just something about that communication, which is why it's important. You know, you hear people say all the time, "Oh, I don't have to pray about it. God knows my heart. He does." But like you just said, there's something that happens mm-hmm. when you get deliberate about releasing the words and, and inviting him in and allowing heaven to move on your behalf because you're, you know, you're releasing the words you need to. Right. Remember
3: I opened up and I said, nothing happens
0: on earth until we
3: pray. gonna happen until we pray. And this is what, you know, we, uh, we know if we took a little bit of science that everything has a sound and a vibration, you know, the science now is catching up to the fact, they know that even when we speak water moves,
2: so we want stuff to move. we got to say something. We had a phenomenal time um, talking to Reverend Shirley and just learning and digging into these questions and really digging into some of her experiences as well. We're so excited that you from the Virtual Village got involved and started posting your questions, and I encourage you, if you are listening to this podcast through SoundCloud, through iTunes, through Stitcher, and you have not joined the Faith Mamas Virtual Village Please do that today. There's some awesome conversations going on there, and we are constantly um, picking out questions and things like that to just kind of highlight and talk about on this podcast. So make sure that you join the Faith Mamas Virtual Village on Facebook um, today. And also, I just want to share with you that Reverend Shirley Young is an author of an awesome book titled, Why Are You Hurting Me?, and you can get that book on Amazon, and um, there's a couple of different ways that you can get it, and I'm going to go ahead and post it in the virtual village. It'll also be in the notes in this podcast. If you are listening to this podcast, go ahead and read the notes, and you will get the links to how to purchase that book. It's a phenomenal book um, that will be able to really break down what's going on in your relationships, why is an individual hurting you, or maybe you find yourself doing the hurting and why is it occurring and what can, what can happen next, what, where do we go from here. So make sure you go ahead and check that book out and go ahead and make that purchase. You will not regret it. It's an amazing book. And Reverend Young, we thank you so much. I, that's so weird for me to call you. I call you mom. So mom, we thank you so much for joining us today. This was awesome and I know that this conversation is going to change wild. So thank you so much.
3: You're welcome. If I can close out with one thing, this old lady told me one time, you know, sometimes people worry, am I praying right? Just pray. But this is what she said to me. She, she, I asked her a question one time, and she looked at me and she said, grow in
0: grace, baby, just grow in grace. Amen.
2: Yeah.
0: Thank you so much to our podcast sponsors. Shout out to Chelsea Curaz. Steve Young, and Lisa Diggs for sponsoring Faith Mamas Monthly. If you would like to sponsor us and spreading the word of hope, healing, and deliverance to moms all over the world, become a sponsor today. Go to www.faithmamas.com slash sponsor.
1: And don't forget to join the hundreds of moms in over eight countries across the globe and download the Faith Mamas app. It's available on Google Play and the iTunes Store. You can get access to this podcast as well as devotionals, the Virtual Village, and the Faith Mamas radio station right at your fingertips 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And again, we'd like to thank Reverend Shirley for joining us today and providing some amazing insight into uh, this journey of prayer. And so with that, Reverend Shirley, would you please close us out in prayer today?
3: Yes, Father, we just thank you, God. Father, first, I thank you for an opportunity, God, to even be here, God. We bless your holy name, God. I ask, Father, that everything that's spoken on the show today will go out in the airways, God. People will hear, God. All of you and none of us, God. And if their lives will be enriched and blessed. Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.